Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Go ahead, run it second. Chops it to the right side. Going to be a tough play. And safe. Ball gets away. To the plate is Holtz. Red Sox on top, 2-1. to The 1-1. That's up the middle. It's backhanded. Throw to first is wide. This game is tied. Kinsler threw it wide. It's 2-2. Baldy on three and two. Fly ball, left center field. Well hit, back at the wall, and the longest World Series game in history has come to an end. A mighty blast by Max Muncy. The Dodgers are back from the dead. They win it 3-2. to two. They move back to within two games to one in the 2018 World Series. An historic game at Dodger Stadium. And Muncie is being pummeled at the plate. That was a great baseball game. I don't know, seven hours, whatever it was, you know. Uh, probably people back home are waking up right now to the end. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's, it's, it's probably one of the best, if not the best game I, I've ever been part of. Uh, the effort from both sides. You know, what Nate did tonight, that was amazing. That was amazing. Uh, we kept talking to him. He's like, oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. So I'm sorry to report to my friends in Chicago, the nightmare continues. Chicago Tribune sports page. Really? Column by Stephen Rosenblum. Steve Rosenblum. You know him? Never heard the name before. Steve Rosenblum. I think Chance the Rabbi is the way to go. Brian Peruk. Well, when's he coming back? I said, you want to come back? And it was an emphatic no. We're glad he misses us. Sitting in for Mike Esposito, who's sitting in for Jordan Burnfield, who's sitting in for Wayne Randazzo, who's sitting in for Mark Grody, who's sitting in for Brian Peruk. It's Matt Spiegel. This is funny. We're trying so hard to make this funny, and it's not funny. They suck, so you don't have to. Baseball is full of suck right now. For some reason, they sing. Oh, the duck duck here and the quack quack there, right? Take the last train to Turdsville, and we'll meet you at the station. Take the last train to Turdsville. They're in need of sanitation, don't you know? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. They won't stop singing. Lido. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a master's course in stupid. You're tapping two kegs of stupid, and it is really flowing. What percentage is five bucks uh, on a hundred? They have celebrity rebukes. This is Wayne Messmer, Senior Executive Vice President of the Wolves. You know, in all my years involved in sports and many teams, I have never been involved with something that sucks so badly. The three words that best describe this show are as follows. And I quote, 
stink, stank, stunk. It's Rosenblum and Spiegel on WSCR. 670 the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Good morning, welcome in. Saturday Suckage, Rosenblum at Spiegel, Yo, 1105, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. Coming in, you heard highlights, lowlights, you heard crap. It's not on my screen, I can't tell you who you heard. I know we heard Joe Buck. Heard Charlie Steiner. Heard Charlie Steiner do the, he's the before picture of an announcer with that kind of home run. The after picture is Vince Scully. Just shut up. Don't tell me the crowd and the Dodgers are going wild. I want to hear it. Charlie, shut up. She's gone. Then spend 20 seconds doing nothing. Maybe five, seven, (laughs) more than none would be nice. So Max Muncy, I made a comp. Started the year in the minors. Incredible. Incredible. Led the Dodgers in home runs. 33 of them after the middle of May. Mm -hmm. 35 total. And there he is finally getting to bat. Dave Roberts let him come out and play in the World Series. And he hits that homer. 18 innings. Wonderful things happened in 18 innings. Wonderful things resonated throughout the history, the romantic history of baseball that are just incredible. And I went back and I said, you know what? They start in the minors, become an October hero. That's Albert Almora. Didn't hit the home run. Uh huh. He scored one run in October in 2016. Hell of a tag up from first on a exactly. deep drive. Exactly. Yeah. Sure, everybody and, got their moment. And I like going back. To stuff like that. I always think of Don Larson because this is the month of Don Larson. The, and, I, and I recalled, I called up a story. The imperfect man pitched a perfect game. Hmm. That was the lead in the New York Daily News. So that's what you're getting. That's a wonderful thing about this. All 18 innings. Oh, my innings. God. That, that, you're absolutely right. Muncie's story. How about Eovaldi, who has had Tommy John's And his surgery. four seasons. Yeah, right. All in relief. You saw them all last night. All four seasons. How did I not make that joke? I don't know. I made every. That's why you have a second show. I made every long baseball game joke that was available on Twitter. There was a point last night as I was there until 2.30 in the morning. Didn't you congratulate everybody on doing it? I said, hey, we did it. We made all the long baseball game jokes. Congratulations. And then in the same tweet, I said, Wait a minute! It's game still going. I just thought of a few more. Here comes some a material, baby. Yeah, but that's what it was. You're sitting around making jokes and noticing a million stories, and the heroes, the opportunities for the goats. Ian Kinsler, I oh woof, woof, woof. He 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 botches. He shouldn't have been playing on Shabbat. Uh, <sighs> Jock Peterson either, I yeah. guess. Uh, he botches the defensive play. Where he had time after slipping on the uh, on the outfield turf, the wet outfield turf, but also his trip around the bases as a pinch runner for J.D. Martinez in the tenth, he's almost picked off a of first, and then he overslides third, and then he's caught out at home on a sack fly double play, just horrific. And then the Red Sox don't have J.D. Martinez the rest of the game. But I mean, look, I'm obsessed with. The World Series because of what it is and because of family stuff that has gone on. I was at game two. I am well aware, Steve, 
Now, we have three hours to discuss a variety of sports, and I am mostly ready to do so. Well, I told you earlier in the week, I really loved that connection, the, the, the baseball romantic part of it, you and Herb and the dock worker brother of yours. So I, I, we will discuss that. I know you spent a lot of time talking about it. Um, we do have other issues in this city. Yeah. The Bears have a must-win game, and do the, do the Bulls have a must-fire coach or a must-cut player? Well, Fred has been emasculated at different times already in his career. Jimmy. By everybody, everybody who – everybody on the roster. Raise your hand if you'd like to emasculate the head coach. It, it was they, Jimmy Butler's turn. Do they have a pool? Do hey they guys, take turns? I'll take Wednesday, if that's all right. Uh, I don't know. Jabari, you seem to have the first couple of weeks on lockdown all by yourself. Okay. My goodness. Share with the class. You professional reader. You. This is what happened last night when they they sort of were competitive early. I was watching it early and said, "Wow, okay, so this You're is the one. This is the JV lineup. This is the all. This is the Las Vegas rookie league lineup." And then you just saw there was no ability, no adjustment, no energy, mm-hmm. and. And it was the most embarrassing thing. I, if I were Fred, I would have forfeited the game. But what happened afterwards was Fred got mad and Jabari got even, even if he didn't intend to. And th- there have been vested, there have been little hints at this um, like, uh, ever already. since Jabari came Every, to town. I, and and I, I told you a couple weeks ago, it's like I really wanted to like the story. I wanted to like that Jabari was here and a hometown guy and give him a a short-term contract and give him a chance to reclaim his reputation, rebuild his career. But We love second chances. Oh, and and we love locals. But his disdain for defense and willingness to share that has been abhorrent from moment one that he opened his mouth as a bull. Moment one. Yes, and and, uh, unapologetically, which is a real shame, and he's not Johnny Hustle either, I guess. Uh, apparently not. He's Manny Machado when it comes to that. So Here's, share with the class. Fred Hoiberg, after giving up 135 points to the Hornets, quote, I know we're throwing a lot of makeshift lineups out there, but I don't care. An angry Hoiberg said, this is Joe Cowley in the Sun-Times. It's not an excuse to not go out there and bust your ass and play hard. To give up 112 and three quarters is unacceptable. I don't care who's on the floor. You've got to go out there and have some type of resistance. We did not do that. I thought the last couple games we took the right steps as far as battling through adversity. Tonight we took a step back. And then uh, Cowley, as he's wont to do, walks over and talks to Jabari. Jabari plays horrific defense or no defense. Stacey King lost his mind last night. I wasn't mm. watching the game, but I watched, heard some of the clips. Stacey had had enough last night. Right. He, he among did. Others. And, and watching Kemba Walker, watching everybody run down the lane. Anybody. Or be wide open because of what you're about to read that Jabari described. And, and Casey had it. And Casey tweeted it out. And Joe had it. And it was, it was damning. And then he tried to walk it back. But there's no walking this back. So uh, Fred is talking about the effort, talking about the defense. And Jabari says this. I really felt like we didn't adjust. They did a totally different thing from Wednesday's game. Instead of setting a single side pick and roll, they set a double drag. And we couldn't guard it. We didn't have a scheme for it. So that kind of buried us. That was our plan. They kept on running it, too. That is throwing your coach under the bus when you just gave up a buck 35. And everybody, we're not stupid, Jabari. We can watch the games. But the announcers are burying you right there. Even if we didn't see it, the announcers are saying it. Yes. It's, 
And the points are showing it. Now, understand, oh. the Bulls got routed, and the reason they were that close early is because the Hornets missed the first 11 threes. <laughs> so look at the difference. The final score is 135 to 106. Mm-hmm. We have that right? Yeah, 135, that, yeah. That would be 29 points. Mm-hmm. And that's with the Hornets missing their first 11 threes. So, uh, it, 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 and they it, used a different set. And and the the Bulls, the team that fired Ron Adams, who brought championship defense to the Warriors. Steve Kerr is one Foreman, of the great defensive assistant coaches of all time. Gar Foreman couldn't wait to fire one of Tibbs' guys. And now they have this kind of defensive coach, and nobody's listening to anybody. How can this? How can this coach survive when there's no effort, and you have a loud NBA voice like Parker, well, not willingly, unapologetically, not getting back? He, Jabari is happy to be that guy who scores a bunch of points on a bad team and doesn't play defense. He doesn't look in shape either. He, he, really. Oh no, and and. And that was apologized for this week. They made apologies for him, saying it's hard when you come back home to uh, to stay to stay in shape and get yourself in shape. Why? Don't eat pizza. I, it's, it's, Don't go to Al's Beef. It's available in Milwaukee too. Uh, not Al's Beef, but pizza. Uh, but th- this is so ugly. And I thought Fred making Jabari a twenty million dollar bench player was going to send a message and put his foot down a little. But he's got to go a hell of a lot further or farther uh, because Jabari is openly throwing him under the bus after he's the one who's part of a horrific effort. That's despicable. And I think that those kind of contrary comments grow out of what you just mentioned, that he's not starting. I I should be playing. Don't you know I'm Jabari Parker? Mm. Don't ask me to guard anybody. I'm better than that and make sure I start. I'm better than that. So the coach sends a message and then the player talks about we were unprepared for that, and we didn't adjust. But no, I'm not saying it's coaching. Then what is it? Right, because he followed it up. Was it a lack of preparation, or was that there was no counter in the playbook? And Jabari said, nah, don't set me up like that. We didn't expect it, that's all. But along with that, the energy, I could have controlled that too. Oh, there you go. There is one, two, three, four, five, uh, six words of accountability. <laughs> I could have controlled, but I didn't. Little I late. didn't control it. Little late. Okay. This, tech- isn't, this isn't Fred's fault, though, really. Is yeah, it, it is. What, what's Fred's he's a, fault? He's a welcome man. Well, but they, they, they signed this guy. Uh, they signed Jabari and gave him $20 million when people knew this about him. People knew exactly what he was. Okay. Let's go back to where we started this, where we were wondering um, who takes each day in stepping on Fred, right? That's true. Okay. So... Is this worse than Dwayne Wade coming home? There's another guy coming home, and there's a guy. He's he's more accomplished than Fred. That's why. Well, yes, it's worse than Dwayne Wade because Dwayne Wade is Dwayne Wade. He's had a career, and he had now. But he that, also turned was, Jimmy Butler against. That was that was one of the worst, maybe the worst one, and that was the earliest. Was Jimmy Butler completely chopped him off at the knees? That's right. And 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 Fred was no longer the boss immediately after that. But now everybody's cleared out. Wade's gone. Butler's gone. This is supposed to be Fred's team. The stench remains that you can still you can still step on this coach. Man, I didn't. Now, think, let me ask you this: I didn't think that a head coach could be fired in the midst of a rebuild that takes a step back because of injuries anyway. But lack he, of effort. But he's but lack of effort and this kind of crap is going to get Fred fired by December fifteenth, isn't it? You know what? No matter what problems they had with Thibs, there was always effort. 
there was always they in fact they were derisively they became derisively referred to as the try hard bulls they tried hard they weren't the the heat they weren't the 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 um what do you call them the death star the nba's death star right yeah. okay but they always tried hard yes they did okay your first job as a player is to try your first job as a coach is to get your your players must try that would be that's there's no lower bar is there then if they don't try then you call timeout and you bench everybody hmm. you got to turn the whole all you bench all five guys bench all five guys what if you're reduced to playing robin lopez by himself that's fine you know he's going to try but to play guys like that who don't try how do you continue when this is the mentality nobody's listening to the coach the veterans yeah, we like Jabari's veteranship. We want him to be a leader. We want him to, right? Okay. He's doing the same leading that Butler and Wade did, which is defying your coach and playing a game, playing an isolation game when you want the ball to move. Except that, yes, with Jimmy, Jimmy is a more interesting conversation because he's better and because he busted his ass on defense. So it becomes a more compelling and more defensible conversation. This is despicable. <laughs> this, this is Welcome to Saturday Second, the perfect topic. Sit your ass on the very end of the bench. He does not deserve his requisite 25 minutes as the sixth man that he got again last night. If you're Fred, you can't allow that. And, well, he's, he, has, he hasn't had his full... Full genitalia in quite a, in a couple years. Right, he, he? he will not. No, it's hasn't. already gone. It's yeah. been placed in a blind trust until he gets fired and on his way out of town and back to Ames. Mm. It'll be his um, his Batesum will be handed to him. Fred, Fred's Fred's pal here in Gar Foreman has done very very few favors for him since moment one. I, I know they thought Fred was going to be a really good fit and keep the Thibs defensive DNA and bring his offensive geniusness to it, and but that that sure as hell didn't work. And then Dwayne Wade is in his in his face, and he gives him this bizarre roster with Rondo um, mixed in, and who ended up being a voice of reason. And now they're giving him Jabari, who A is not a fit, and B is not a willing guy, and making twenty million. Mm-hmm. Good example. I'm not going to play oh. defense. I'm going to call out my coach. Then I'm going to walk it back. Wink, wink. No, don't say that about me. A uh, couple of texts here. Mm-hmm. 67011, the scores text line. Speaks, is there any chance that Fred sucks more than this show? <laughs> West Loop Tom. Yes. And Peoria Matt, always at the ready. Jabari is a meaner Mike Glennon. Overpaid <laughs> and bad. Wow, there you go. All right, we'll take a break. He's Spiegel. I'm Rosenblum. We are Saturday Suckage. We have a full bowl today. We do have some Wake and Bake Club news, and our guest list is stuff. Jay Zawoski. I know him. You do. I know him. Babe. He's going to bring the hockey vibe, babe. He's going he's to be here at 1140. The, the Hawks are playing the Blues, the evil dreaded Blues in St. Louis, but with t- Corey Crawford looking like Corey Crawford, although fun. you want to see him against a good team. You want to talk about tomorrow's game, though, don't you? Yeah, I do. Because Connor McDavid is kind of Mike Trout of hockey. You, Whatever you hear about, now Sid, Sidney Crosby is still the best thing going, and, and Austin Matthews is spectacular. But Connor McDavid is going to come here, and he has a chance to give the Blackhawks windburn. So I want to talk to Jay about that because this is a special thing. This is Mike Trout coming to town. I just don't in, – in hockey players, like baseball people know Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. Hockey people know Connor McDavid. 
Not everybody else does. You should appreciate this. At noon, Mark Rohde will be here to talk Bears. Bears play the Jets. That's a must win. You have to win. There's no reason to lose. And at 1230, or so, David Schuster, halftime of the Northwestern game, he will be here to talk the Bulls that we are talking about. And a movie review, or else I leave. I do, or else I just walk out. No, you get to make fun of him if he hasn't seen a movie. Okay, good. That's, you get to rip him for that. it. That's that's the way that works. I, I have to give you props about something Bears-related at some point, too. I know. Maybe you're not used to it. I, I am not. I just... But I'm going to blow sunshine in your general direction. You can then gather it and put it anywhere you want. Well, good. Then it'll be courtesy reach around Saturday because I want to talk about how wonderful a job you did Ugh. relating and your your blog therapy and your two days two days in Fenway, which really sounds like a, a play. It really sounds like a, a movie, two days in Fenway. Three two days at the Condor. Three days in the Condor. Two, two days, days in Fenway. Fenway. Yeah. That's really good. Herb and me. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, I'm not going to give you our phone number because you might call. Our text line, though, is 67011. Rosenblum and Spiegel Saturday. We suck so you don't have to, although the, the Bulls are just hopeless. We tried, people. We tried. Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Saturday Suckage. Welcome in, welcome back, Rosenblum and Spiegel. A football of Suckage until 2 o'clock. Taking you up to Illinois pregame show against Maryland. Followed by Bulls and Hawks. The Bulls go to play the Hawks. They're going to face Trey Young. This is the string of point guards that Kemba Walker showed you last night. They got Kemba Walker. They actually did a good job on him here. Then last night, not so much. Kemba Walker again. Trey Young, Young. Trey Young is fun. Yeah, Trey Young is uh, is not Jimmer Fredette. He's not yet Steph Curry. Maybe he will never be Steph Curry, but he's Trey F. and Young. Defense, an issue, but happy to hit daggers from the logo. Yes. And very capable. Yes, he is. He's going to do that, and I think he might do that just for fun, just to pants the Bulls uh-huh. tonight. Did you see the the Athletic did a piece on the owner? said, I I was the schmuck in the room when I bought this team. He was talking about the Hawks, buying the Atlanta Hawks, and how we went about it, and he said... He admitted he was the sucker at the I'm table? The sh- yes, and he, he quoted the line from Rounders. He said, you, you know, know that thing, is? if you can't spot the sucker in the first half hour, Oof. you are the sucker? And that's what he said. And then he used the word, he goes, I was the schmuck at the table. Well, welcome. The Bulls get to lose to a new kind of... Uh, they can do it. Uh, Texture's getting in at 670-11, uh, Stever, about the Bulls and Jabari and those quotes. Man, those quotes last night as, as Fred was angry at the effort and Jabari blamed the scheme. <laughs> Maybe Jabari Parker's trying to say the problem is that Fred put him in the game in the first place. Yes, that was a mistake if you're trying to play defense. <laughs> Texture says, Speaks, you said December 15th. He'd be fired by December 15th. You spelled Christmas Eve wrong. Because that's usually when they fire their coaches. That's uh, right. December 15th came to mind because uh, my buddy Vincent Goodwill, just before he left NBC Sports Chicago this year, mm-hmm. his final words were, by the way, Fred Hoiberg will be fi- fired by December 15th. The Ides of December? <laughs> yes, that that's when hell comes to breakfast for Fred. Wow. So if they fire Fred, sure. how does Gar Foreman keep his job? 
Well, sure, that's the next question. Tim and Laporte, isn't it about time to chop off the head of the Hydra, then pierce it through the heart so the whole mess dies? Get rid of Do we need garlic, too, while this is going (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how many metaphors he mixed in together. I just know I liked it. I know it made me happy. But but you provided that you brought in the coach. You gave him a bad roster. Nobody respects him. Yeah. Nothing's happened. The only thing you've done is fire... A defensive-minded head coach and the best defensive coach in basketball. Uh And what you've done is set your guy up to fail after an exhaustive search of the coach's office at Iowa State for the next (laughs) candidate, right? Right, absolutely. If you're – how do you justify – and you've won one one trade. You won the Jimmy Butler trade. It's a big one. It is. And Zach Levine – Recently talked about he recently disagreed with his coach in a post game that he had to have a meeting with the coach coming out of the Dallas game. Well, so now, as Casey Johnson hey. said, the Bulls do lead the league in something, and that would be player coach meetings. Well, you know, you, you know, this is how you survive. the The scapegoat pile gets higher. the The list of people fired who are not you gets higher, and and you you know, as, as John Paxson knows. That he and Kenny Williams share bunk beds in Jerry Reinsdorf's palatial house for all of eternity. Is this this John C. Riley and Will Ferrell? They're doing yes sports. Did we just become best friends? The answer is yes. They play drums together. They hang out. And Reinsdorf is Richard Jenkins. He's Richard Jenkins, just unable to to muster the strength. And until Mary Steenbergen gets in there and does something, okay. No, but this is it, it, John Paxson has a has a job for life. He's there. Speaking and, of, and so Gar is there to shield Pax, even though Pax has now stepped back he was on the front. station I, yesterday. No, but you know Gar's been there to shield Pax. So at some point, maybe Gar will get fired. Yes. But John won't. John John has the job until he grows out of the bunk bed, and that doesn't appear he's to be the, happening anytime He's the soon. fifth Beatle, right? He's just, that's... Okay, the, you brought up Kenny Williams, and I just thought, yesterday, October 26th, mm. is the, the most, men, has to be the most, menta, most momentous date in White Sox history. And you brought up Kenny Williams. He was replaced as general manager by Rick Hahn on the 26th of October. Hmm. And that was exactly seven years to the day in 2012 that the White Sox clinched the World Series. Right. So, so Kenny, Kenny had that in his back pocket and lived off that, um, understandably, for a long time. And then it got old, but it's still, he was still giving it. But he still has the bunk bed. Mm-hmm. He hasn't gone anywhere. Now, here's something. Here, here are two other things. on. This is Kurt, uh, Chris Kamka, the Sultan of the Stat. The best. Over at, yeah, he is the best. 10-26-1931, Charles Comiskey died. 10-26-1866, Kid Gleason was born, the manager of the 1919 White Sox. Wow, this, the is, Black Sox. this is a big day. I'm saying, I'm saying, yes. And that's and all triggered by the Kenny Williams mentioned of he gets to do that, and, and that's where they are. Yeah. So that is an important date and uh, for the White Sox. And I... Guess the Ides of December. Vinny Goodwill said the Ides of December. The Ides of December. It, it, doesn't that feel? It, it, that feels like a Late. long way to. <laughs> Late. That feels 
feels late. Yes. Hey, man, the White Sox have been in my mind this week um, because, look, there's a 14-inning game that they played 13 years ago. Last night goes 18, but that game is in a lot of people's mind last night. Mance, Max Muncie, Jeff Blum. Except Max's was a, Muncie's was a walk-off. Blum's right. was... Was that was on the road? Right, that was in Houston. So, although that's his home team now, would the comp be um, who had three beers before they picked up the the win last night for the Dodgers? Who was in there? It was it was after Dylan Floro. Was it Urias who got the got the win? Maeda, I think it was Kenta Maeda who got the win. So I assume he had three know. beers like Burley did yeah, before like he Bur- went into that game. Came out and you're. By the way, the the best there. I want to drop these in throughout the day. We have to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk Blackhawks. With uh, Jay Zawoski, but that guy. there are so many things come out of a game like last night that the game took seven hours and 20 minutes, one game. Yeah. Did you know that the entire 1939 World Series yes. took less time? The Reds sweat, were swept by the Yankees. Uh-huh. The longest game was two hours and four minutes. It took seven hours and five minutes to play the 1939 World Series. <laughs> Short, and one game last night. Yeah. took more than that uh-huh. last night. So that's it. I love that There's stuff. a million There's nuggets. More. There's and, a million of them. And we're going to bring them all until they tell us that Saturday suckage is over. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk Hawks, Crawford, Connor McDavid coming to town, Rosenblum and Spiegel, Saturday suckage. We suck so you don't have to. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You just eyes out of my mind. The first night we met, I was feeling lonely and blue. Nobody knows the modern alt country scene like Jay Zawaski. Nobody. And his walk up music changes every time. It's or, I, we should call it skate up music, shouldn't we? Jay? I love that that's my walk up music. We can just let the whole song play if you want. Who dis? Tyler <laughs> Childers. New, new radio station. Who dis? That's Tyler Childers. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. That's, you, you, that's you, good stuff. You got good taste, and you like music that has a pretty mouth, and this <laughs> one does. <laughs> yes, I do. I know you do. <laughs> I, I like my music to have a pretty mouth. Yeah. Uh, okay. He sure do. He sure do got a pretty mouth. All righty, then. Jay Zawoski is easy, here. Easy to segue to hockey from that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Part of a long time score family. He's <laughs> just so out of one. And he's part of the Madhouse podcast with James Nouveau, a guest on the show, often here. And before I forget, because I will, because I'm old and that's what I do, True. the Madhouse podcast is going to be live at, is it Rabbit Brewing? It's for a really good cause, for a really good yeah. person. Explain uh, to thank the, you for mentioning that. Explain to the class. Yeah, on Tuesday, November 27th, we're going to be at Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, which is where I live. Not, at, I don't live at Rabbit Brewing, but I live in Homewood. <laughs> but you could. Um, you could. You could. <laughs> I, I could. I probably should. Need be. Uh, we're raising money for uh, longtime scoreheads. I remember the name Andy Garcia. He was a he was sports director at the score for a long time. Uh, Andy's wife uh, passed away from cancer back in May, and that was just, what, maybe six or seven months after giving birth to twins. 
So Andy uh, is left behind with three kids. Um, so we're using all that money that we raised at Rapid that night to support Andy and his family. Um, so if you want to get information on that, tickets are $10. That includes an entry into our grand prize raffle, which is a signed Hawks jersey and four Blackhawks tickets. We also have uh, raffle items from the Bears, who sent a Mitch Trubisky signed hat, a Kyle Fuller signed mini helmet. We'll have Wolves tickets. The Cubs are helping. The Sox are helping. The Bulls are helping. All kind of great stuff. So go to madhousepod.com slash events. And just follow that link, and it will take you right to the ticket page. And if you can't go on the 27th, we want to fill the building, but if you can't go, there is an option for a simple donation as well. So um, anything you could do to help would be appreciated. So it's madhousepod.com slash events. I just retweeted it at Matt Spiegel 670 on the Twitters, and uh, that's a great cause. And and the podcast is rolling. You guys tape, tape podcast now post game so you taped one the other night emergency podcast uh, well you know it, the, the world needs needs your thoughts and sometimes they don't happen here but here you are and they well, are happening now mr that's the podcast they can't always wait till april to talk about the heart <laughs> that's why i wanted you on we are i'm i'm nuts about i'm surprised and happy to see Corey Crawford make something out of this season because wow. otherwise the entire United Center should be shut down if he can't play. He is now, although I would have liked to have seen him against Tampa Bay to really get an idea. The rest of the team's going to get, should, would have gotten, or did get uh, windburn from that. And I fear <laughs> they might tomorrow when Connor McDavid, Mike Trout, <clears throat> that's Canadian for Mike Trout, comes to town. But I want to see it and I want him in goal. Let's start with Crawford and work our way out from the crease. Give us your evaluation of Crawford. I think the best thing I can say about Corey Crawford is that he doesn't look any different than he did when he's at the top of his game. His first game back, I was sort of focusing on how he recovers when there's a rebound or if the puck is redirected, how is he seeing things, how is he reacting. If he's knocked down or falls over, how quickly does he get up? He looks exactly the same. He looks like nothing has ever happened. He's been absolutely incredible since he's returned. Uh, You're right about the Tampa game. Uh, It would have been interesting to see him up against a team that is just clearly head and shoulders better than the Hawks. But I also think it might have been a smart decision by Q to say, this game has a potential to be pretty ugly for us, and why don't we not give Corey... You know, the mental toll it would be to have to stop, what, was it 806 shots that we had that night? <laughs> They're still going. Um, right, yeah. So let's give this one to Cam Ward and, uh, you know, keep keep Corey uh, at, a, at a good schedule and something he can handle here early on. But he's been awesome, and it seems like it's full speed ahead with him. They don't seem to be hesitating to use him in the regular schedule of the starting goalie, which is the best news possible for this entire team. Well, and and if you see that and and we mm-hmm. can see that, then and his teammates can see that, then you know the effect of thinking, "Wow, we got a guy. We got our guy." You know, if for for a team that started pretty well anyway, and like Jonathan uh-huh. Taves with a good start and some yeah, but that's, uh, don't no, delude no, no. yourself. Oh, what, what about the good start? Yes, no, because I'm it not. was overtime wins. That's a gimmick. Okay. You you're putting out three Hall of Famers to play pond hockey. Uh-huh. That's not winning in regulation, which is what Crawford has done. Well, that's that stabilizes things. And and I'm asking what kind what kind of effect if you've seen any yet or what can you can we expect of these guys knowing that Corey Crawford is himself. It's powerful. I think you're a guy who I like your take on sports speakers because you believe in analytics, but you also believe in the soul and the humanity of athletes. 
And I think subconsciously, I don't think you'd ever have a Hawk really admit this, but knowing that there's that guy behind you who's probably going to make a tough save, if you make a mistake, I'm not saying it, make, it makes you take more risks, but it takes away that second of hesitation or even that millisecond right. of hesitation saying, All right, my instinct here is to force this pass up the middle and try to hit the breaking player, right? That would what a defenseman would say. But if you have that little fraction of a doubt about the guy behind you, you hesitate just a split second, and that could be the difference in making that pass or not. And I know it's it probably happens, you know, maybe five or six times during the course of the year. But I do think that mental element of saying we've got our guy behind us it fortifies everybody. You know, when the best player returns to any sport, everyone just feels better. It's a lift. It's a even if even before the game begins, there's a mental lift, and the mental aspect of sports cannot be dismissed just because we have all this math and science uh, with it as well. Our guest is Jay Zawoski, uh, masquerading as a midday producer, but actually he's the hockey star, hockey expert on the score. So let's play that out, that description of the hockey romantic Spiegs presented and you seized on. If he gives you confidence as a defenseman, do you expect, have you seen any kind of... <clears throat> change in the way the defensemen play the neutral zone and take chances and go after pucks to turn them up ice, to take take advantage of teams in the neutral zone and create odd man rushes the other way, as opposed to conceding their own blue line. And suddenly the gap between the forwards and the defensemen is is so big that, that everybody's under, under fire. <laughs> well, I think we have to look at it from a defenseman to defenseman uh Example, because you're not going to get the same kind of play from Duncan Keith that you're going to get from Brandon Manning. Um, the I one don't guy... want any play from Brandon Manning. <laughs> Do you yeah. know that the reason I want weed, I, I want weed legalized throughout hockey, is so that Blackhawk fans can survive Brandon Manning's play? <laughs> Go yeah. on, sorry, Jay. It just that is no. It's it's not been great. It's not been great. Um, but as far as that, as far as the question you asked, the one guy I really see who is struggling with the balance of attack versus defend is Eric Gustafson, who I I kind of like. I think he's okay. He's got some potential. Probably like a, a solid number four, number five. He thinks he's Eric Carlson. He's looking at the the name on the back of the jersey wrong, and he's taking way too many chances offensively. Sometimes they work. So it becomes a little easier to excuse, like, well, he pinched there when he shouldn't have, but he scored, so it's okay, right? Those are the sort of mistakes that that's what Duncan Keith has perfected over his career. He knows when to say when. He knows when to go in. He knows when to stay back. Uh, Seabrook, I think you've seen him um, be a little more hesitant to pinch than usual just because he knows he doesn't have the speed to make up for the mistake anymore. Um, the guy who's impressed me most, though, defensively on this team and really every end of the ice has been Henry Okaharja. For a 19-year-old kid to come out and be your second-best, maybe your best defenseman to this point, is incredibly impressive. He plays with such poise and confidence, and one one word I use to describe his play is intelligence. He understands the game. He understands the angles and the physics of the game. He knows where to be. He knows where the puck is going to go, and uh, I get more encouraged every game that goes by when I watch Okaharja play. Hey, 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 Jay, um, 
is, had, has Brandon Saad gotten faster or did he get pissed off that he was put on the fourth <laughs> line? This He looks like Brandon Saad and that hasn't been true for a year and eight games or it so. It was true last year. I will say this, Jay, because his possession numbers were good. His They're ability to year. score okay. sucked. That yeah. was that was huge. Whatever. As people... always with hockey, I should keep my questions shorter before I talk myself into no, trouble. No, no, you're <laughs> no, you're fine. You just romance your way right talk into that. <laughs> no, I. Here's the thing with Brandon Todd. Uh When he's effective, it's it's him deciding to be effective, right? He's never had explosive speed. He's got strong legs. He's got a big body. Uh, Steve Conroy mentioned his butt the other night, which which was noteworthy. Um, like Dwayne Rudd? Uses, <laughs> yes, when he uses his size to dictate play, that's when he's effective. You see, you've seen him over the course of the last three or four games start to do that a little bit. You've seen him initiate contact. There was a play in the game against the Rangers where he split the defense and used that explosiveness with his strength, like Marion Hosa used to do, to part the defense and get a great scoring chance. He is the, to me, Brandon Todd is the guy who is most responsible for his success. If he decides to go bruise people up in the corner and go stand in front of the net and mix things up, he's going to have good luck. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, Chief from Barstool Sports had a good post the other day that said, here's how Brandon Todd should play. And it was videos of Brady Kachuk, the uh, rookie skater from the Ottawa Senators, just going in corners, winning pucks, then winning the puck and going to the net. It's very simple. A power forward's game is very simple. It's all about want to and desire and hustle. He's got the skill. He's got the strength. It's a matter of will for Brandon Saad, and I think that's why you saw Joel Quenville so unhappy with his play early on. I don't know the corners as much. <clears throat> I, I want him in the slot. I want him going to the dangerous area. I want him where the high danger chances are because the puck's going to get there. We've seen that this team can now get the puck there. They need him there. He's one of the biggest bodies, one of the toughest bodies. That's where the goals are. Jay, I, yeah. pre- I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for bringing us alt-country. That's, You're welcome. We, we're, we live for that. And it's madhousepod.com backslash events. And yes, and everything about the podcast is at madhousepod.com. Every episode is there. You can subscribe there. Uh, links to our bios, all of, everything James and I write, all of our Twitter accounts, wow. literally everything. Wow. We actually opened up a Threadless shop, so if you want to buy some Madhouse Podcast merchandise, My goodness. you can go He's there. Merch. Oh, yeah. Self-starter. <laughs> MadhousePod.com, buddy. I put it all together like two weeks ago, and it's 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 rolling. That's that's awesome. Someday I'm going to launch a podcast. <laughs> in, in the, you're saying that. <laughs> Thanks, I know. I've been saying it as long as you've been perfecting yours. That's right. Good stuff, well, we need, Let's combine forces. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Jay. All right, we'll talk to you in April. Thanks, wow, that was a dismissal by Spiegel. You hear that? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I you, yeah, you don't have time for me. You don't have time for me. Uh, well, maybe you, do. maybe you do. Short uh, shifts, yeah. put the puck in deep, and hit them. They don't like that. Thanks, Jay. All right, see you guys. See ya. Jay Zawoski. I, I love, love talking pucks with him. He's the best. All right, we're going to take a break. Somebody else I love talking to, Mark Grody, is going to be here. We'll talk Bears, Jets. No, he's the best. Must win. Grody's terrific. And he used to be that, sitting there. He used to be your, I know. your Grody, your Espo. I try your... to give you a little taste of everybody you've ever had. Well, Steve you got Hurt. a lot of voices to catch up to Grody. That's all I got to say. Rosenblum and Spiegel, Saturday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
<sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.